Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Millennials Anonymous Podcast. This is your girl, Lise Winnie. Yeah, my name is Lise and I'm a millennial, so we need to get this party started right and quickly. So before I get started, you know I gotta do it each and every week. Just give a shout out to Brunching Podcast. If you haven't had a chance to check us out, please go and check out Brunching on all major podcasting platforms. We had A1 Chops on, so I wanna give a big shout out to them. Thank you so much for coming through. I do appreciate everything that you guys did come in and you were amazing guests. So we appreciate you. And I want to also give a warm round of applause and a big shout out to Alexander Xavier Sutton Sharp. Yeah, I I said his whole government. Thank you to Alexander for coming on the show. He was a guest host. He filled in for Guru and for E-Digger while they were out. So I appreciate you for that. So check them out please do and we will have a guest coming up on millennials anonymous podcast today but not only today we will also have a guest on next week it's actually going to be a black trump supporter so i'm i'm intrigued and kind of dismayed at the same time but i'm i'm curious to talk to him you know how this platform is we always like to talk to everybody and get everybody's point of view and today we're gonna have a special guest on today but can't talk female comedian pamela roxanne of the pamela roxanne show will be on brunching so we're going to be talking about being a female comedian and what that's like in a male-driven industry what it's like being a boss what it's like you know having your own media type of entity or company so we're going to talk about that with her but before we can do that you know i gotta give you your top 10 trending topics of the week here we go Okay, so let's get into it. The top 10 trending topics of the week. Here we go. So Donald Trump was acquitted. Shocking, right? He was acquitted by the majority Republican Senate on abuse of power and obstruction of justice. The only shocker is that Mitt Romney came out against Donald Trump and he actually voted guilty, which was the first time I believe in history that that's ever actually happened where someone voted against in an impeachment hearing uh, someone voted against their own party however i will say a lot of people are congratulating mitt it, it's too, it's a little too late i mean i appreciate what he did because i think that this will sow some divide into the cult-like atmosphere that is washington dc right now kind of especially on the republican side of the ticket so i appreciate that but at the same time mitt Listen, Mitt, we had this conversation last week, okay? And we compared you to the dad who always said he was coming to get us but never did. And we were standing outside holding the bag. Now, I feel like you showed up this time. I feel like you showed up. But I feel like you showed up and you kind of just came and then sat in the house for a little while and left. Like, you know, I, I feel like we needed you to do more and if you would have done more like you know kind of advocate for witnesses we wouldn't maybe wouldn't be in this situation i'm I'm just saying i'm not saying you could have stopped it mid but i'm not i'm not that impressed like everybody else i'm sorry i'm just not and billy eilish is getting called out pretty much for stunting and what she did to defend the fact that people are saying that her songs are not real they're saying that she has not lived this life she's talking about a life she's never lived and if you don't know who she is she's a 16 year old singer um i heard she was very has this very soft whispery type voice I, i've never heard her music but she won a lot of grammys so i, I don't know and drake be texting her and talks to her and everything so we just gonna go with that Let's just go with that. Um, and so but pretty much to defend the fact that she's stunting and she's talking about things that she's never done or seen, she decides to compare it to rap. Yeah, she said, you know, it's like rap music where they talk about having guns and then I look at them like, you don't have any guns. So it's very similar to rap of what I'm doing in my song. She said, it's just storytelling. I, I don't know if she quite understands how rap works. I mean, there are some stunters in the rap game but i think the rap game is more supposed to be telling you about the lifestyle that they have seen and or lived like reality things that are actually happening every single day as opposed to somebody who's just kind of trying to sell records I, I don't know i don't know this is the world we live in now and neo and his wife crystal are actually splitting up according to bossa so it looks like they will not be getting closer 
you know, I, I, I'm not sure what happened. I guess he's so sick of what had been going on. And apparently, according to Bossup, they believe this because his Neo's wife took him off her social media. Um, they, she, there are no pictures of him on her social media, her social media um, specifically Instagram. And they're saying that they have not been spotted together in months. So they have not seen them together in months. However, I'm like, have, have you seen Neo? Hey, where he at? I mean, is he on? Is that show still on? I think I can dance. Because I, I don't know. I don't watch it. But I, I don't know. Are we really checking for Neo? I mean, you might not have seen him because you probably wasn't checking for him at that time. I'm just saying. But whatever. And Rihanna is dropping new, new Fenty. Listen. Listen. On February the 20th, you can get yourself some brand new Fenty. You can get some $440 glasses. And you can get some athleisure wear. Um, I thought it was a lingerie line, but it looks like this is casual. I'm, I'm not sure. I, I'm a little confused. But it is casual, but it is expensive as hell. So make sure you saved your coins up. You got about a week or so to do so and get your money right. Because I don't know what Rihanna and Beyonce is trying to do to their pockets. Like our pockets. What are you doing to me? But anyway. Oh my God. Anyway, Meek Mill actually starts an Ask Meek session on Twitter, and he's getting dragged by none other than the Barb's. So the Barb's are not having it, you know. You know that Nikki and Meek Mill got into it. No one really knows why, but they got into it, and then that also escalated on Instagram or Twitter, where Nikki and Meek accused each other of some really egregious things. Nikki said that Meek Mill was a woman beater. Okay. Which he really denied. He emphatically denied that. He said, that is not true. I do not beat women. Even though, to be honest, she did say he kicked her. She never said that he hit her. So, I mean, he didn't say that he didn't hit her. I'm not saying that he did. You know what I'm saying? I'm, not, I'm getting out of this loop. I don't, I don't know. And then Meek Mill accused Nikki of defending her brother. Who just got charged with uh, abusing a child. So, child sex offense or abuse so he is in jail for that and meek mill accused nikki of knowing that when she also denies that allegation and he says that he knew as well as she knew that what had been going on which then therefore meek also makes you very guilty but anywho let's move right along and then nikki well well why we on nikki this is not an extra topic in the top 10 trending topics of the week, but I do want to bring this up. So she actually had a lyric in her new song, Yikes. I guess she made it yikes for a reason, where she mentioned Rosa Parks. And in this lyric, she pretty much says to women, all of you need to, you know, art Rosa Parks and you need to have an effing seat now i need somebody to reach out to nikki yeah reach out to nikki and to let nikki know that that's actually not an insult that is a compliment because of what rosa parks did by sitting is actually stand up for the bull crap so she's actually on the wrong side because that would make her the racism of the south i need her to understand what her lyrics mean what she had write it so she knows so just somebody let her know that and for through the barbs um don't come get me i'm just trying to let y'all know that it really wasn't an insult if you listen to it because technically you're giving the other side a compliment never mind and tyler the creator is going to appear in jim carrey's showtime special kidding which has actually got renewed for a second season so tyler the creator will appear in that series so i'm happy to see jim carrey I like to see him on television and in, in different shows and in different uh, type of genres. It's a comedy, which is his lane, but you get what I'm saying. And Iowa bucks up royally as they cannot declare a winner. They said, no, you know, um, we want to show the Russians that you don't need to work that hard. You really don't. You can uh, take, a, take a break. Uh, we'll fuck this up on our own. And, you know, all the bull jive we've been hearing from all the Democrats, you know, we had Yan Andrew Yang talking about he so, you know, got all the technologies and all of that. And it proved otherwise. So apparently they had an app that kind of did whatever they wanted to do. The app didn't work. 
Um, you shouldn't be trying new stuff before something like this. I'm just saying, because it's on a big level. So you probably should have tried that before. I'm just saying, okay. It, it, we'll try again, right? Okay, so we just, we, we'll go down to New Hampshire and we'll try again. So we're gonna just move on that because they think Pete won, but he might not have won. It might've been Bernie, but they're not sure. Maybe Hillary Clinton. I don't know. We'll, we'll just move on. And yes, I know Hillary wasn't running. That was a joke. Ha ha ha. And a study finds that millennials view financial cheating is worse than physical cheating. And the reason why I believe this is, is because we have so much student loan debt that we need some money. So th that's that's what it is, cause we don't have no money. So you know when you don't got no money and you don't have no shmoney, and yeah. you are in a relationship and the other person got a little shmoney and they don't want to help you. I think it hurts more uh, when you have one person that's thriving in a relationship, one person that's not. And then I understand on the other side is like you got you bringing all of this debt so you can take my shmoney. So that I can't you know, handle your money because you didn't took it. You know, you took it and you gave it to Sally Mae or Navent or whoever got it. And now, because when you get married, when you get married together, the money becomes togetherness, right? And then Navent or whomever you have with student loans is going to say, how many people live in that household, babe? And they're going to be like, listen, babe, if you and babe is real babe and y'all got that paperwork, I'm going to need you to put babe income down because babe going to help you pay for this, whether they like it or not. Just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just going to put that out there. Okay. Okay. So I, I get it. Well, you would want to hold your little coins to you. I, I get that. And that's what happened. And that's why it hurt more for the, if you are caught financially cheating because then it also means that they don't trust you and i didn't said this 50 million trillion times listen trust is everything in a relationship if they don't trust you this shit ain't gonna work so i think that's why i feel so harsh like if you <laughs> if you don't trust your partner's financial capabilities so much so that you got a safety net outside of the safety net just so that they don't know you got a safety net they probably gonna feel some kind of way because physical cheating is just one you know it's just a bump bump like a bump bump you know what i mean so that's what it is where you don't gotta you know do all of that but anyhow and erica badu is before i give you the story i'm sick of this i'm sick of this ish i'm sick of it i'm sick of it i'm sick of it and i blame gwyneth paltrow because she started this nonsense I don't want to smell nobody's poom poom. I don't want to smell nobody's ball sack. I don't want to smell anybody's butthole. And that's the next candle that's coming or incense. Now, here's what we got. Erica Badu is coming out with vagina scented incense. I am so sick of this nonsense. Nobody wants to smell that. Stop it. Stop, 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 and stop. I don't want to see it. We're going to have underarm candles and all of that stuff. Like, less. Okay. Okay, you keep your sense to yourself because it that's a lie. Because maybe you as an individual, like at your house, you want to smell Erica Badu's poom poom, but maybe you have company. Maybe I'm coming over and I don't want to smell that. I don't want to walk in your house and be like, what is that? Dude? I smell, it smells like what cats? Like what? what is that smell? I, I don't want to have that, okay? It's not going to burn my nostrils out. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You're not going to do that to me. If that is a negatory, it is not going to happen. Okay? So I need all of y'all who spending $100 on a penis candle, $75 on a vagina candle, however much this costs for Erica Badu, I'm sure it's probably like $50, $60 for that. I'm going to need y'all to go to my cash app and send me, because y'all like y'all love wasting money. Please go to my cash app right away. I will send y'all a garbage bag full of whatever you want. Okay, go throw your money. You want to throw your money away? Please cash at me. Please give it to me. You please give it to me. Because apparently y'all don't want it. Y'all don't want it. Y'all don't want it. Y'all don't want your monies. I know you don't want your money. I know why you don't want your money. Because you don't want your money. Because if you did, you wouldn't be doing that. That, that would be a negatory for me. But anyway, this has been the top 10 trending topics of the week. Let's get it. 
All right, so today we got an amazing guest all the way from Greensboro, North Carolina, in the building, in the house, all the way from North Kakalaki, the host of the Pamela Roxanne Show, CEO of the Publicity Gun Network. How are you doing today, ma'am? I'm good, ma'am. How are you? I'm doing quite well, and we appreciate you coming on Millennials Anonymous today. But what I have to do is tell our audience, who is Pamela Roxanne? And how did you get started in the podcasting world, or the media world, rather? Because there's always a story behind it. So I want to hear your story. How did you get started in this world? Well, I recorded a song when I was about 16 years old. It's funny that you asked me that, because I have a video up, Who is Pamela Roxanne, that I just posted, that you guys can go at your own leisure. But I, I grabbed the phone book one day. I looked up recording studios. This is back when, you know, phone books existed. I know okay. I don't know what I'm speaking of. It's a yellow book about as big as your arm full of phone numbers. And I looked it up. I recorded a song and I put it out there into the universe. That actually launched a lot for me. I got hit up by record execs. I got hit up wow. by I got an award for a song called Supermodel. Okay. Uh, that really launched me and then I found out I was funny and the rest is on a, online and available for you to listen to. Okay. I was going to ask you about being a comedian, uh, especially okay. being a female comedian in this male driven industry. What is it like for you to be a female going into like the clubs and stuff like that? What is it like being a female comedian? Nerve wracking. Okay. I find that I'm not... I'm not the type of comedian that does stand-up jokes in front of the audience, even though I can. And I'm going okay. to, there's going, there's going to be a comedy special. Can I curse on this? Oh, you can say whatever you want. Okay, it's called Big Big Energy, and it'll be coming to you sometime in 2020. We're producing it right now. It's going to be an hour stand-up special. It's going to be, be musical guest. It's going to be different from any other type of stand-up special you've ever seen in your entire life. So okay. But what was the original question? What is it like being a female comedian in this male-driven industry? I feel that, uh, you know, I just keep chugging along. There's, there, I haven't received any too too much hate. Everything I do receives, I feel, proper notice. I feel like if okay. you put into something, then it'll come back for you. Do you not feel, because me being in this comedic space, do you feel typecast? So, you know, sometimes as a female comedian, especially when you, you know, if you look a certain way, you have to kind of be this certain way. So I, I feel that do you not you don't you don't feel that you get put in a box as a female comedian? Mm, people do. I feel that's with anyone. To be honest, if you tell me you're a scientist, I'm going to think of all the things I know related to sciences and apply them to you. you okay. Know? You know anything like anything? I feel like once you show up and show who you are, and if you're true to what that is, people remember that because that's what they were looking for, and that's why they're reaching so hard for a description of you. Because you aren't showing them who you are. Okay. Yeah, because I I find that with female comedians, I feel like they do. They get put in a box. Like, you you see, like, they have to be, I feel like, over the top in order for people to kind of take them seriously in a lot of time, in in a lot of terms, especially when it comes to sex and stuff like that. I I don't know why that is. I see what you mean. I definitely do. Uh, Women aren't really allowed to be sexual and stuff right. like this in society and I feel just break those barriers once you show up and show out like comics like Lunel even mm-hmm. though I feel a lot of people do sleep on her she is uh, wonderful wonderful, and raunchy and all those things and I feel like people like that when you show up to the party and you show them exactly what you came to do they'll get they'll sign their name on the dotted line I think they'll buy that okay yeah, because I was like, we, women can be openly sexual as well. And it's not lewd or men do it all day, every yeah, day when you go back. <laughs> they can't be themselves. You're right. It's disgusting. Yes, yes. I mean, right. And men are allowed to do that. And I feel like female comedians are not. And then you kind of get put in this box where, like, I feel like with Monique, even though that's a whole nother, <laughs> that's a whole nother show a whole nother topic that happened to Monique but I feel like she didn't get all the due because she was a female comedian. That's that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm going to say. I feel that. I feel that. When I say Monique, I'm thinking legendary and a lot of people aren't treating it that way. Yeah. 
yeah, Monique has definitely been around for a while. She's done a lot. She was one of the queens of comedy, which if you have not seen it, Millennials, you need to go check that out. That it, It's a funny show, and they got some heavy hitters on there for sure. Now, I was going to ask you about your stand-up, but you said you don't really do stand-up. I, I've so, done it in the past, but I, my favorite type of comedy is acting. I love to read a comedy script and give you a scene or give you, uh, or even just my story times that if I, you listen to the podcast, you know what I'm talking about. When I give okay. you guys something that I've lived through or something that, you know, my hands and body have done, it's so much easier than getting on, trying to convey a message to 45 billion people, even though I can, will, and gonna, but okay. at the same time, I know what my strengths are and I'm, we're built with flex and we're working out. That'll be strong too, but okay, you know. I got you. I got you. And ain't no rush. You, you, you got to work on your time. I got that. Now, what's the worst show or worst screening you've ever had? I always like to ask people this because it shows growth that you have experienced. I haven't really had a bad show. It just wasn't my favorite. Uh, I'm going to say an audition I went on for a movie. I couldn't even tell you the name of the movie. But okay. I went on an audition. And if I could find something here, here we go. They gave me the script for okay. the uh, movie. And I'm reading in front of a panel and it's like American Idol. There are three women here and I'm okay. already shitting bricks because they look, they remind me of my aunties and my oh. aunties don't like me. <laughs> well, they're okay. that when, you know, <laughs> okay. I was always in trouble. So I grabbed the script and I'm literally shaking like a stripper. Wow, and you can audibly, you can hear the paper rattling while oh, I was wow. reading. Right, it was too much, and I was young. I was about 23 or 22, maybe. Okay. And girl, the nerves can, can really get you. But that okay. was the worst time that I feel like I was in front of people. Okay, yeah. I mean, I, I could see that. I mean, you look 23 now. So, I mean, <laughs> we, we can go. <laughs> we can go. We, we'll go with that. You 24. You 24. That happened. There you go. That, that happened last year. In office. We need you making IDs. Yes. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. You. You. Hey, I, I'll do that. If y'all going to pay me, I'll set it up for you. You can do it on the side. It could be a little side business, a little side hustle. I got you. No, I'm playing government. Don't come to my house. Don't but <laughs> yeah, don't, don't come to my house. <laughs> what what advice would you give to a female comedian or young comedian? rather? It doesn't necessarily have to be female trying to get into this media game into podcasting because it, it can be it can be daunting especially when you first start off when you're like oh man nobody's listening to me what advice would you give to somebody getting into the radio podcasting media game okay i'm gonna do comedy then i'll separate it to podcasting because i feel like they're a little different mm -hmm. with the comedy i feel like nerve mm -hmm. is half the battle if you get out there you'll be able to work with the content mm -hmm. that you can write and joke it's really just what works. You can okay. something, you know, uh, for example, there if, if the joke's about a puppy and the puppy barks a funny way, maybe he does a little dance when he barks. You know, anything, anything can be up the notch, you know what I'm saying, to make it better than what it is. Okay. And that's just really it. If you have a base of anything, it can be built upon and you can really do greatness. I've seen people who I don't find funny at all do great things. Wow. Then, okay. Yeah, you know, it, it's different out here. Comedy is relative. You know, whoever if they find you funny, then you're funny. And uh, true. With the with the podcasting, I feel like determination because mm -hmm. it's not something that's just gonna come be successful out of nowhere. I feel like equipment is a good thing to invest in. And I just be yourself. People get on. I mentor people for podcasting all the time. They message me in these Facebook groups that they have pre, pre set up to mentor. And I okay. get so many messages about people wanting to know how to do this, how to do that. How do I speak up? How do I even find topics to talk about? And you, that might sound crazy. I want to start a podcast, but what do I talk about? But people really, really go through that and mm -hmm. uh, go with your passion, go with your gut always be yourself the answer is always forget them okay it's always forget them whenever you think it's not it is you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> praise praise the lord bring them to church on that one okay uh, my bad i just wanted, wanted to <laughs> get it all out yeah no i hear that bring them to church on that one because that is key do you whatever your, your strength is stay in your lane i, I 
I feel that. I hear that. The in most interesting thing that you said, though, to me was about comedy. And you're right. Comedy is relative. Like, it depends on who's looking at it. So would you say that you don't necessarily have to be a funny person or considered a funny person in order to do stand-up comedy? Because I always feel like you do need to be somewhat funny. Like, you know... Oh, do you mean like conversationally funny? Like, yeah, like, like, you think yeah. that person could be a comedian, right? Uh, yes and no. I think okay, it takes the discipline to structure something, as long as you have a base of something, take the time to learn your craft, okay, learn how to structure a joke, learn where the punchline is, and like, uh, like I said, it's relative, but learn your audience. If your jokes are for 18 to 35 year old black people, then maybe going to uh all white country club they wouldn't hit as hard you know okay you need to be edited and revised and you know all that but it all comes with experience and it all comes with watching other people getting out there and do it put your hands in it go, go ahead go ahead okay i feel that who's your inspiration i know you you mentioned lunell i love lunell. uh i love anybody with a microphone and uh wendy williams oprah uh ricky late all those people just just talk shows uh inspiration everyone Everyone, I love Hollywood. That's why I talk hot topics on my show. Okay. That out. Uh, I love Hollywood. I love the stories. I don't think like people like Summer Walker should be looked up to, but you know, <laughs> you know, anybody okay. can think of anybody. Okay. I, I mean, I hear I, Aunt Wendy. Shout out to Aunt Wendy. She is she is the the beast mode in this game. Whether you like Wendy or not, you cannot knock what Wendy was able to do. In this radio game and in this talk show game. So, shout out to Aunt Wendy over there. I, the, you probably ain't, you know, listening to this. But if you hear listening to it, Wendy, shout out to you. Big, big up to, you. to Wendy. You yes. got fingers all over. That, that is true. That is very, very true. My Aunt Wendy, listen, call it, call your girl. Call your girl if you, if you, if you want to call us. As a matter of fact, call us. Me there you Aaron. go. There you we, go. We, get a double seat up in there. We gotta, we gotta lift each other up. We gotta lift each other up. Now you're, you're a CEO though, so you're more than a comedian. You're more than a host. You're a CEO. So tell us about the Publicity Gun Network. What is it? Okay, when I started my Publicity Gun and the art business, the art business came first, and then I saw through people mentoring and things like that that a lot of people wanted to do podcasts and a lot of people had something to say. So okay. I took it upon myself to produce different podcasts. So I not only produce mine, but I also produce another one called Cash Talk and another one coming later this year called The Boogie Down Borough, which would oh. be a news station for this area. I like that. I like that. Okay. And you said your art business. We we're going to talk about that as well. But before we get there, how do you choose your podcast or what you want? To, so if somebody's listening, like, man, I really want to get into podcasting. Who are you looking for? What do you look for in potential shows and people that you're willing to invest in? Personality. Okay. Likeability is extremely important. The uh, DJ I have, Cash, DJ Cash, he is extremely charismatic. Everybody okay. I, I can't stand him, but you know, everybody else. You know, <laughs> and I say the one. Say the one. But uh, everybody loves, go follow uh, Cash out. I don't have no idea what his Instagram is, but he's there. And okay. um, yeah, yeah, just charismatic, being uh, fun, great to work with. I've had disaster stories from things I've tried to produce in the past. And Ooh, we want to hear one. Well, <laughs> once upon a time, okay. I was trying to uh, create a summer show sort of similar to 106 in Park. But for local artists. Okay. For them to premiere their music videos, come on and do maybe a little interview and things like that. We taped one episode before I called the quits on the whole thing. And wow. the one episode is available on YouTube if you want to see that one. Uh, you know one, we did. One of the hosts who you won't see in the episode, she was... Yeah, I, I don't know the symbols. I don't know what's PG. But okay. I'm going to say crazy. Okay. And... <laughs> <laughs> this is Millennials Anonymous. You can say whatever you want on okay, this show. We don't, don't judge you. I don't want to girl, because I cuss, hiss, and spit. I don't want to be crazy. But, we uh, curse, too. We, we say all kinds of stuff on this show, just so you know. You can say whatever she, you want. She was a handful on set. She was uh, uh, apparently 
had just had some mental issues that I didn't know anything about before she had applied. And gotcha. it was enough to, I'm not very, I'm patient, but there's a limit to my, um, every woman has a breaking point, y'all. Oh, yes. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel you. <laughs> you can only be but so nice. I got you. Right. And so, and that's what I think. Cause a lot of people, and that's something very important to me as well. A lot of people think that they, all they need is a team. God bless me with a team. I just need like-minded people. Oh, this, oh, that. No, you need to focus. If you need a director, then you need to learn how to become a director. If you need, or if you need something done, you need to be able to pay for it. You know, things of that nature, have a regular job. Don't quit everything for the dream unless it's really that deep. Serious. Like, yeah. Stuff. Right. <laughs> God, you can't feel you. <laughs> yes. Uh, but don't get caught up in wanting a team. I just got done talking to someone about that uh, yesterday. Don't don't get caught up in that. It's all in you. I promise you. YouTube University, you can learn it all. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, I got my degree from YouTube. It came in the mail and everything. Yes. <laughs> my master's degree in YouTube. <laughs> yeah. But what, it, what, so after you feel, realized that she was off the ranch, mm-hmm. what happened? Is that just... Well, I had to, I actually, luckily I had Cash there with me. And so he okay. would swap in and take her place. And oh. I just had her watch for an example type of view, but knowingly knowing that, oh baby, you can't come back. And, okay. you know, that those are the steps I took. Luckily that's how it went through, but I didn't want to have to put, I felt so, it, it was embarrassing to have people that I gathered in one room. Have, okay. I had her too, you know? It was, it was just a little embarrassing for me to have to go through all of that. And I said, you know, it's better off. I've been doing fine by myself. I just handle in a couple more people who want to be here, you know? Okay. And I'm still right. the whole crew from the, if you guys watched the first episode of Cash Talk, then you know the people I'm speaking of. I'm still in touch with all those people and they still, we all work together all the time. Oh, awesome. Awesome. So you, it was 106 in Park, like that, which one? The AJ and Free or like the Bow Wow? <laughs> 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 It was, I want to say the Bow Wow. It was kind of like that. Cash is very, gives you very Bow Wow. But okay. uh, we had a musical guest. Her name was Anaj the Dragon. You guys okay. can look music up. She's wonderful. Um, she came and sang her song, private, no, Tina Turner, Private Dancer, and then her song, Empty Shell. Wow. Okay. All right. Eclectic. I like it. I like it a lot. And I, I was looking at your YouTube. I was so overwhelmed by the dopeness. So if you guys haven't had a chance to check out a Pamela Roxanne, please do so. She is an artiste. When I say not an artist, she is an artiste. She has some skills beyond dopeness. So tell us about the feminine fascinations and, and all of the things you were able to create. Look, wh- what is it and what's your, where's your inspiration come from? Uh, when- and it's not feminine fascinations anymore. I actually changed the name last year to Saturday Avenue, but that's completely fine. Okay. Saturday uh, Avenue. Sorry. Yes, yes. Uh, it's all about women. I rarely draw a man, but I love women. I love, not sexually, but, you know, love their bodies, love the clothes. I love their hair. I love I love all that stuff. So okay. why not, you know, pretty. Everything is pretty. You know, every I love pretty colors. I love glitter. I love, I love everything. Why not make it pretty? Okay, sounds like a gir- you. You a girls' girl. I I love that. I'm 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 a tomboy from way back, but I love a girls' girl. I love pink and glitter and stuff like that too. But I also like my sports and stuff. But it is very dope. So I need for y'all to go check that out. How can they get to? Uh, you said Saturday Avenue. Yes, and it's Saturday Avenue Art on Instagram, and you can follow me at Pamela Roxanne on Instagram. Okay, and how can they find your network as well? Well, the network each one is of each one of us is individually marketed. So you can go to Cash Talk on his Instagram, or you can go to my podcast on Anchor or Spotify or Apple or wherever. That is everywhere. And subscribe to us at your leisure, whoever you like, or if you like us all, come come on. Okay. And are you looking for people right now, or are you you kind of set with the artists you had? I, I'm kind of set with the artists I have, but I'm always keeping my eyes open. Like I said, people hit me up to get mentored all the time. So mm-hmm. a lot of them want to come on, but I'm re- I don't like the inexperience of it. I like they're like a certain type of person. The charismatic is very important to me. P, uh, a lot of things. Being PG, even though I cuss, hiss, and spit, I don't disrespect. Okay. No ratchet. You you don't like the, no. the ratchetness. Okay. You know, no how. Okay. No how. I'm shaking tables. We ain't shaking tables over there. That's it's not what like you had a Kool-Aid server over there somewhere. Somebody yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I've I've had it. I can tell you some stories. Um, 
from Millennials Anonymous podcast. We got a couple people under an umbrella. We've tried a couple people. Some things didn't work. Some things do work. But it's just how it is in this game. That's all I can say. But we appreciate you for coming on Millennials Anonymous podcast. I need you to go out and to follow Pamela Roxanne and to follow all of the things that she's doing. Is there anything else that you want our audience to know? Uh. No, once you're there and you follow me in all those places, you'll see everything. You'll see that I'm great. Like, I, I don't know what else to put past it. Uh, thank you for having me on the show today. I really no. appreciate it. Exposure is great. I love it. And we love it. We love to always have people on the show. And for all our WPIR family, please go out. Tune into her. Follow everybody on her network. Follow all her artwork. I need you to go out and support. Support, support, support. We need you to support black female business owners so that we can take over the game. For real. So we appreciate you for coming on. You're going to come back on as well. We always, the doors open. So whenever you want to come. Coming out this year, I, I will pitch you up. Absolutely. We would love to have you. So thank you so much for coming on our show. We appreciate you. Thank you for having me. Okay, let's talk about Snoop Dogg and Gail King. But before I can talk about Snoop Dogg, Dogg da, 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 I gotta talk about Gail. Uh, so I'm not even gonna really go deep into this because I'm pretty sure everybody already knows what had happened. So Gail King was doing an interview with Lisa Leslie about Lisa Leslie's legacy, okay? This this interview was not specifically about Kobe. This interview was not supposed to be about Kobe. This interview was about Lisa Leslie, okay? So in this interview that will be, I guess, done for CBS and it's gonna air on CBS, Lisa Leslie was asked by Gail King about Kobe Bryant, who was, if you don't know the history, so, you know, Kobe Bryant and Lisa Leslie have gone to the Olympics together. I mean, of course, they didn't play on the same team, but they've gone to the Olympics together. They both played bas- professional basketball. So they were very familiar with one another, and they both played basketball in L.A. So she played for the Sparks. He played for the Lakers. And so they 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 built up a relationship naturally and he was very big Kobe Bryant on you know uh, really promoting women's sports especially after he had had daughters and he knew that one of them had an affinity Gigi rest in peace Gigi of playing basketball okay so in this interview she was asked about a sexual allegation that took place back in the early 2000s right and and it might even have been even further back than that. I think it was the early 2000s, though. And she was asked, should this rape allegation be a part of Kobe Bryant's legacy? Lisa Leslie, you know, came back with no. And then Gail King followed up with the question that kind of asked, you know, could you really see any of the signs of the behaviors because you're his friend? Um, and, you know, and Lisa Leslie said, no, that's not who he was. And that the charges were dropped. Gail then came back with another rebuttal. And said, well, the charges were dropped because of the young lady, you know, dropped the charges. And then she said, well, the media is the one that keeps bringing it up. It should be dropped. The case was dropped and it should be as such. So, okay. So with that being said, here's my, here's my view on it. Well, no, we can't, I can't give you my view on it yet. So then Snoop Dogg a dog, Snoop D-O-double-G, Uncle Snoop, whatever you want to call him. Cordis Brodus, I think that's how you say his name, um, his real name, came back online and he called Gail all kinds of names. He called her a dog face, bee, and all every kind of name he could think of. And he was saying he was he going to come get her. Lil Boosie came out and said he was going to get her. And then Oprah came out on show crying, talking about Gail is getting, she's not doing well. She's getting death threats and whatnot. Okay. All right. So that sums it up, and you've all seen it online and everything, so I'm not going to sit here and spend five or ten minutes just talking about something you already know. (laughs) Let me give you my opinion on it, okay? So here's my thought. One, Gail King, who was born in Silver Spring, Maryland, by the way, and she was a journalist. So she started at WJZ. That's where she met Oprah. Uh, She was a production assistant 
there here in Baltimore. So she has a degree in psychology. How she made the jump, I don't know. I don't know how she made the jump, but she made the jump. But with that being said, she worked her way up to becoming a journalist, okay? So she is considered a journalist, okay? So with that being said, what a journalist does is they ask unbiased questions in order to get information so the whole point of a journalist to be able to get and give information is to be unbiased so it means that they're gathering information from both sides of whatever it is so it's just to gain more insight more perspective whatnot okay so in this particular interview when i originally saw it I, my first thing wasn't in my mind and maybe it's just because of the way that my mind is set up that she was going after black men she is defaming kobe bryant and everything that is kobe bryant i didn't gather that right so here's my thoughts on the matter and I, this is actually the second part or second time i'm recording this the first time i recorded i was so heated by the continuous message and comments that i was saying on social media that i had to make a video but now that i'm calmer and if you listen to this before i took it down you're probably like wow okay tell us how you really feel and i mean i i haven't made it so i can't really get canceled because i haven't made it yet but what I will say is that if you listen to it, probably will. Because uh, you're probably not going to like the answer. And just by looking at a lot of the comments, you're not going to like what I got to say. So, basically, when I listen to everything that happened, I think Gail King was dead ass wrong. She was wrong. There was no ifs, ands, or buts about it. She was just wrong. Like, there is some, in some cases, and it's not even because you can't ask the questions. Because... This has happened with everybody who's passed away. We talked about what happened to them. Yeah, and I said, what happened? I'm talking serious and then still using my my lingo. We talk about what happened to them during their life, right? So we talked about them as people. We talked about their downfalls. When Whitney Houston passed away, we talked about Whitney Houston and her addiction. When... Um, with the the guy that I can't I never cannot think of his name when he passed away we the white guy from that show that I mentioned earlier we talked about his struggles with addiction when all of these people passed away that had struggles with addiction we talked about it like it, it's not that you cannot talk about dead you know once people die it's not that you can't talk about anything that they did and that you can no longer ask questions that's not true the reason why I think it was so inappropriate is because it didn't make sense in the flow of the interview. From the clips that we saw, it didn't seem like there was anything or a reason that would have prompted Gail to start asking about Kobe Bryant and Kobe Bryant's sexual allegations that were dismissed years ago. Like, there really wasn't a chain of command that would have made that true. You know, so I, I was like, I don't know why you would have bring that up. And the only thing I could think of is clickbait. So when I saw that, I was like, that is in poor taste since you know that he just passed away and you're trying to ride the, the bandwagon to get people to watch your interviews because you're trying to overcompensate or you're trying to re redesign your interviewing style because of the big interview you had with R. Kelly. So now you're trying to recreate that type of sound bite with every interview and that is just not going to happen everybody's not a train wreck like r kelly like that's just not what's gonna happen and i think lisa leslie handled that situation in the best way she could i know a lot of people say, keep saying like you know i was watching it she looked visibly uncomfortable i don't know what lisa leslie looks like when she's visibly uncomfortable all i know is that lisa leslie hasn't said anything after that interview that would imply to me that she assumed that Gail King was taken down systematically trying to take down Kobe's legacy. One of the things I will say, we have to got, stop trying to give people power that they don't have. Because Gail King don't, I'm telling you, Gail King doesn't have that power. Gail King does not have the power to take down Kobe Bryant's legacy. She just doesn't. 
you will never see it it ain't gonna happen she does not have the power she can't do it like no Kobe Bryant earned his legacy on the court and the only reason why when I said in the last time I said he won't you know his legacy will be known as basketball and the reason why is because Kobe Bryant is a public figure because he played basketball. So outside of the people that truly knew him as a father, as a husband, as a friend, we don't, as a as the public, we don't know him like in that capacity. So we can't speak on that. So 10 or 15 years from now, when we're talking about him in the Hall of Fame, uh, which he's going to get in the Hall of Fame, if I'm not mistaken, this year, when we're talking about him in the Hall of Fame, you're going to talk about all of the records he broke. You're going to talk about the time he put up 80 points. You're going to talk about his last game when he put up 60 points. These are the things that you're going to talk about because we didn't know him personally. So that is Kobe's outward legacy. It is basketball. So when Gail King asked Lisa Leslie, should his past allegations be a part of his legacy the question the answer is absolutely not why would you assume that that should be a part of Kobe's legacy it is not your personal what you do personally has nothing to do with the legacy that the public is gonna see those two things are totally different he he was a, you know appears to be an amazing father he appeared to be an amazing husband but these are things that the public is not gonna know and I think Kobe wanted that. These were things like he was kind of private. Like he didn't really put this stuff out there. He was private. And if I'm not mistaken, until recently, so was Vanessa Bryant. Even her page was private. So they, they were just kind of like private people. Just private people trying to live their life. So his legacy, and I think he wanted it that way, after he kind of went through what he went through, was just to be basketball. That is what he wanted basketball i want to be known as the greatest of all time the goat in basketball and what did they say he's one of the best lakers or he is the best laker to wear that uniform that is his legacy gail king can't take that away from kobe bryant she don't have the power. Stop giving people power that they don't have. Gail King can't do that. She don't have the capacity to do it. So she can't. She can't do that. She can't take that from him. That ain't her right to do. And we're not going to give her that power. Now on the flip side. I don't think that it should be where, like I said, where Gail King can't ask that question. Because to me, I didn't get she's trying to take down Kobe Bryant. This is her, he on her hit list. This is one of the, the men that she's going after. I thought I got clickbait. And it's no different from all of the rest of y'all that have been posting Kobe stuff trying to get likes. I've seen people get tattoos. I've seen people putting videos on about Gail after Snoop Dogg did it, you know, calling all kind of names and stuff. You're not doing this for Kobe. You're doing it for you. Let's stop the fuck shit. This not about Kobe. This is about you. You didn't know him. This is about you getting some clickbait on social media. Now, my issue with Snoop is that he went and he went overboard. And it's not the first time Snoop has gone overboard. He has gone overboard in the past. I think he had a video where he was either shot Donald Trump or he was going to kill Donald Trump or something like that. And I, I'm not a Donald Trump supporter, but I don't believe that you should do stuff like that. Because if the she was on the other foot and some white guy did that to Snoop Dogg, we would be having a conniption. Or, or Barack Obama is probably a better term or better description. Barack Obama. We would have a conniption. So I was like, let's not do that. So this is not the first time he's gone overboard. And Snoop Dogg, he went into gospel and he's supposed to be religious. I'm like, this is not a religious thing to do this. And you're going after black women. Nobody defends black women. Black women are the only people that cannot be, have any mistakes. We are the only people that can't. Because, and the reason why that is, is because no one defends us. When we mess up, we just, we just out of luck. Because black women go after black women, black men go after black women, and everybody else don't give a damn about black women. So we out here all alone, sitting on a boat, they didn't push us out in the water like Gilligan in the Gilligan's Island and everything. Because ain't nobody protecting us. Ain't nobody standing up for us. That happened to Chrisette Michelle. I talked about that on Brunching with when her performing at Trump's inauguration. People, she is now a social pariah in black circles. No one is talking to Chrisette Michelle. But yet Kanye, who says slavery is a choice, 
and every other crazy thing he didn't say it in the past what six or seven years is okay y'all still buying his shoes Kanye's a genius he's speaking the truth is he why is it that he is forgiven but she is not those are the types of things that you have to understand that black that happens to black women all the time even when you're looking at the political candidates the one that dropped out really first was Kamala Harris and it's not that she's a bad candidate it was that she was a black woman that prosecuted people and she can't have that did she make a mistake yeah are there people that made worse mistakes that's still running yeah mm-hmm mm-hmm got a whole son and everything that's over there doing god knows what but he's still running these are the types of things that we gotta stop and we can't allow ourselves to get so wrapped up in it that we are calling people names that is to me it's it's disrespectful i think if you want to disrespect somebody do it privately I think Snoop Dogg has enough connections that if he wanted to go after Gail King and he wanted to talk to Gail King, he could have called up her publicist, her agent, whomever you call in Hollywood, and he could have set up a meeting. He got a whole picture. He met Gail and Oprah. Like, he knows them. He could have gotten a meeting with them. He could have. Have that conversation with Gail offline. Let's not try to bury people just because we don't like what they have to say. And just because somebody, like... If somebody is a, a like a legend on one hand you can like what they do on the court and not like them as a person and it is nothing wrong with you saying i don't like this individual as far as i know like i mean like i said to hate somebody that, or dislike somebody you've never met is a lot but it's stupid but people do it all the time so but you can't get mad at people because they are not enamored with somebody that you are enamored with because these celebrities are human they make mistakes and every celebrity is not a reflection of you but if we're going to be collective and say we need you know this is this everybody that's black represents black culture then we need to protect black culture and that means everybody that fits into black culture so if you feel like this was a moment where Gail King went too above and beyond, that was for Snoop or whomever, to go to Gail King and say, hey, look, Gail, we're noticing a trend in you and Oprah, and I don't like it. Why is it that we have not seen a Harvey Weinstein interview? He was one of the first people to be Me Too'd. He started the Me Too movement. Well, he didn't start the movement, but the movement started because of him or whatever allegedly well actually it didn't i think it started a while back and then it got popular because of hollywood but anyway he was one of the first big executives to be me too why have we not heard about this he has uh, like a hundred daggone people you could talk to can we talk to anybody can we have an interview with anybody because i think she might have had she might have talked to one one of them but there's so many of them that you could talk to more than one right you could make this something where you you have a whole special you can make a special out of it you know what i mean like make a special talk to these individuals find out their story and tell the story so that it doesn't seem so one-sided even if it's not harvey weinstein tell the story about somebody somebody that ain't black so anybody Anybody that's non-black, just tell the story. Oprah, please and thank you. Please and thank you. You and Gail King, y'all doing too much. You doing too much. Thank you. So I'm like, why can't you have that conversation offline? Why can't you send a letter? Why can't you send a DM? Why can't you send a message? And they're rich so it's harder for people to feel bad for them because like i said it's, it's really hard for you to feel sad for somebody that's like a billionaire but at the same time you should not 
feel unsafe. There should be no way, shape, or form that Gail King should be getting death threats. And I've heard people, I've seen videos from Bill Bellamy, I've seen videos from other YouTubers saying that she needs to feel the heat because she made this mistake. Feeling the heat from people being upset with you and getting DMs and letters is a lot different from getting death threats. And if you're equating the two, we got a problem. And again, this is the issue with her being a black woman. Because if this was a black man, you would have more people coming out saying, hey, wait, pump your brakes. No, you can't do that. You can't, you can't, you can't. But that's not what happened. When you have a black woman, you're going to have more people that dislike it. It's just facts. You can go and pull up any story that had to do with a black woman and you will see that she gets 10 times more hate. These are just facts. So I, I think, uh, like I said, Gail King was dead wrong. She was wrong for asking it. But Snoop was just as wrong, if not worse, by his response to it. That's not what you do. Like, this stuff is not helping Vanessa Bryant at all, who has not, he, she has yet to say anything about this because she knows that it's fuck shit. She's actually grieving. She's grieving her husband, her partner, her soulmate, the guy she's been with since she was like 18, 17, 18 years old. She's grieving her daughter. These are things that she doesn't need to see. And every time y'all share the fuck shit, it comes right back on her timeline. So if you claiming you doing this for the protection of Kobe and you're not doing it for likes, you're not doing it for clout, you need to take a look at that. He has a mother, he has sisters, all of this stuff is going back on their goddamn timeline. Every time you share a video, every time you hashtag Vanessa Bryan, hashtag Kobe, hashtag Gail, all of this stuff is coming back up on her timeline. The way that you combat this and what Snoop should have done instead of being ignorant and going after black women, knowing that he he's had some issues himself and people allowed him to come back into society. Why can't she be forgiven as well? I don't understand that. But the issue is that what he should have done was to combat negativity. You can't combat negativity with negativity because at that point it's still negative. Share pictures and photos and videos of Kobe Bryant with Gigi. Share pictures of Kobe Bryant with Vanessa Bryant. Share articles and pictures of Kobe Bryant uh, supporting women's sports in the WNBA and making sure they get their due and fighting for a better pay for them and making sure that he's doing things, giving money to the African American Museum, a hundred million, not a hundred million, a million dollars he gave. Like, share that. Because I guarantee you, if you stop sharing the fuck shit, it will go away. It will go away. Don't, don't combat fuck shit with fuck shit. It doesn't, it does not work. It just creates more shit. And then it creates a divide. Then you have some people on this side. You have some people on that side. And what we also got to do, because that's what they want to do. When you're divided and conquered, you can't grow. And that's what black people always are. We're always on opposing ends of everything. And it is okay to be different. The issue is, is that now we're so, you know, this person, I can't believe so-and-so said that he's a coon because, you know, Angela Yee or Charlemagne said that they think that Snoop was wrong for that. They have the right. If, if they don't agree with what you say, it doesn't make them a coon and it doesn't make them wrong. Just like because you believe it don't make it right. It's just what you believe. But we've got to start working together. we got to stop this. We have got to stop just kind of digging people in a ditch. Because you get mad because you claim that Gail and Oprah are dragging black men or dragging black people. Only for you to turn around and drag black people. Like you can't get mad at somebody with the same reasons why you're mad at them. You cannot combat that. That makes no sense. If you really care about Kobe Bryant's family, you would not be participating in the fuck shit. He does not need you to protect him. Not in that way. The, what he needs to do is to be remembered and to be able to be laid to rest. You know how you do that? You share the good stuff. You share the good times. You share the pictures of him with his family. You share the pictures of him with his daughter. That's what you do. So that it does go away. That's what you do. 
not the nonsense. And like I said, Lisa Leslie has yet to say anything. So this is why I'm trying to tell you, we're taking this way out of context, way further than it needs to be because Lisa Leslie is a grown woman and I believe in my soul that if she thought that this was that out of pocket, she would have said something. She would have said, nope, don't run that. And she didn't. So I, 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 she, I think what her and what she said to Gail King was strong enough. It was decisive enough. It was definite. She let Gail King know we're not gonna, we're not getting into the fuck shit. She didn't call Gail no names. She didn't walk off. She didn't do any of that. She said, nope, we ain't gonna do that. He's a good guy. I ain't never see that. Ever. He's a good dude. He was an amazing father, amazing basketball player. And we're going to leave it at that. Perfect. Now that she's done it and y'all commending her, even though you should have been supporting her from the beginning. But I think a lot of y'all just jumping on the bandwagon now and again, trying to get some clicks and some likes. But if you truly are going to follow her, you should follow her lead. Classy. Follow it. This has been another episode of Millennials Anonymous Podcast, so we need you to come back again next week to check us out and see what we're talking about. Peace!